You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Wednesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show, front row, front and center. Fritzy still joining us via Zoom. Glad you're part of the program. You can listen, you can watch, email, tweet, dial us up, all the above. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Pacers, Lakers coming up tonight in Los Angeles. Suddenly becomes more must-see TV because is Frank Vogel coaching for his job. Sam Amick of The Athletic had the report yesterday that he was uh, on the verge of maybe being fired after what happened in Denver on Saturday night when they lost by 34. But apparently he salvaged his job with the win Monday night against the Utah Jazz. I don't know if he's still coaching for his job, but we'll talk to Sam. He'll join us in about 15 minutes. Mike Cavs against the Bulls coming up tonight and the Grizzlies versus the Bucks. That'll be coming up as well. Our poll question from the first two hours had to do with which losing team in the playoffs will advance further, farther next year. Raiders, Patriots, Eagles, Cowboys, Steelers, Cardinals. Paulie, the results? Patriots are winning this poll question. Cowboys and Raiders are tied, and everybody else, Steelers, Eagles, down there a little bit. Okay. Well, I have to factor in the division you play in, and I don't know how much better the NFC East is going to be next year. Therefore, Dallas should have a great record. They'll have home field advantage for at least one game. Steelers got a tough road ahead of them. The Patriots still have the Bills there. Uh, The Eagles in that conference. Uh, Cardinals with the Rams and the Niners. Raiders with the Chargers and uh, the Chiefs in the AFC. So I I would probably say the Cowboys... um, I guess the Cardinals, then the Patriots, Raiders. I like the Raiders roster. I think they have some impact players. I just don't know what they're going to do GM and head coach-wise. And do you keep Derek Carr? It feels like Derek Carr is in that gray area of Jimmy Garoppolo and Kirk D. Cousins. Now, Cousins makes a whole lot of money. He gives you a whole lot of stats. But that's where numbers lie. I just want to know if game on the line and I go, yeah, I got this guy. How many times do you think Patriot fans go, yeah, we got Tom. That's it. We got Tom. You, you don't care. You're down 28-3. We got Brady. How many teams have that luxury where you go, and yeah, we got that guy? You got Green Bay. Got Kansas City. I'm sure Buffalo fans feel like, hey, we got Josh Allen. Bengal fans probably say, we, we got Joe Burrow. Charger fans say, we got Justin Herbert. Do Rams fans go, hey, we got Matthew Stafford. The Arizona fans say, hey, we got Kyler Murray. Like, how many teams do you go, or the fan bases go, we got that guy? And that's what you're looking for. Is Derek Carr one of those, we got that guy? It feels like sometimes, Kirk D. Cousins, sometimes. There's just certain quarterbacks, like Ryan Tannehill. Do you go, game on the line? We got that guy. I think you go, no, we got Derrick Henry. But the matchups, you know, they're, they're fascinating this weekend because it feels like you've got a couple of heavyweight title uh, bouts. It feels like, you know, the Niners against the Packers is just going to be a knockdown, dragout slugfest. And then you have the Rams against the uh, Buccaneers. And it feels like the Rams, I mean, this is your moment. 
Like the Cowboys had their moment last week and they blew it. The Rams, you have your moment. You're playing great. You're going to go against a Buccaneers team that's banged up. Offensive line, two of the best offensive linemen, two all-pro or two Pro Bowl linemen are going to be out or at least injured. Uh, Chris Godwin is not there. Leonard Fournette might not be there. Like, you have to win this game. And I feel like you should win this game. I know it's the Bucs at home and it's Tom Brady, but this is basically a pick If this was played in Los Angeles, the Rams would be favored. You have Tom Brady where you want him. Now, you don't want him at home, but you have him with a lineup that's not great. Now this is up to the defense to win this game for Tampa Bay. And can they? Because the playmakers, it feels like, aside from Mike Evans, are on the other team with the Rams. Uh, let's see. We'll get some phone calls in here. Paulie had a new segment here, and it's so new that I don't even know the title of it. I'm not even sure the title of it. Seton, what do we come up with? I believe it's called Segment Impossible. Segment Impossible. This segment, should you choose to accept it? Mm. What if I decide I don't want to accept it? They are not allowed. You have to answer the question. I have to. Okay. (laughs) Here's the backstory. Segment Impossible. We had the music, so we had to create something for it. Are we allowed to play this? Is this going to cost me money? So here's the idea. <laughs> okay, my daughter, the one who's not such a good student, I'm not, no names, w- forgot to do her homework. She was walking out of the house the other day. She goes, Dad, I got to get someone I know to answer this question. It's supposed to be a tough question. Okay. And so she asked me the question, and she goes, I need the answer right now. And she's about to run to the bus. Okay. So I had less than 15 seconds to think about it. Okay. It's one of the toughest questions anyone can be asked. It's a music-related question. Okay. Okay. I'm going to ask... Dan, and, and because you're the host of the show, you get to choose. Do you want to answer first mm, or last? Mm, okay. And then Seton will answer. Here are the ground rules. Okay. You have to answer with one answer. Okay. You cannot say, oh, I'm thinking about this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. One answer only is acceptable. You're the famous of, I'm thinking about, oh. and it could be, and I don't know if maybe. <laughs> That's why I'm doing the ask. Okay. I'll start with Todd Fritz. Fritzy, what is your favorite song of all time? It's on my list. Kiss on My List by Hall and Oates. Seton, your favorite song of all time. Name one. Uh, Drain You by Nirvana. Wow. Dan, you've had 10 seconds to think. Your favorite song of all time is? Hey Jude. Nice. That is Segment Impossible. Which you guys oh, actually, what did you pick? Um, Under Pressure by Bowie and Queen. Mm. But also Vanilla Ice. Oh, I should have gone with that version. <laughs> no, because his version goes ding, 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 ding. You guys answer those pretty quick. It was the first song that popped into my head, so it must be one of my favorites. I'm not a, I'm not good at standalones when right. somebody says, favorite movie, and I go, I, I don't have one. you got to have a favorite movie. I don't. It's like anything with songs. It could be the time of your life, what you're thinking about. And, and if you took five minutes to think, I would have probably come up with five other songs. But you guys came up with them fast. Yeah. I'll stand by it. I mean, you, you can't go wrong. You can't criticize the Beatles. Not really. No. I mean, Hey Jude, Let It Be would have been the other one. It's a little surprising, though, coming from you. Did you think I was going to pick Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven? No, not Stairway to Heaven, but maybe I think you could have. You, there's other songs that you were really... I've always pictured you as more of a Rolling Stones guy than a Beatles guy. And I thought you would say Smoke Rings in the Dark. Oh, Gary Allen. One of the greatest songs ever written. Yeah. I love that song. You do. You want a mulligan? No, I'll stay with the Beatles. 
But there are certain songs that when you hear, you can't be in a bad mood, right? If I said the song that you would play that puts you in a good mood. It's not like, hey, Jude puts me in a good mood. It's just it's a beautifully performed song. But uh, like Blue Sveed <laughs> is, is a song. Wait, why are you guys laughing? It's a, it's a deep cut by you. It's old school. But when you hear it, you can't be in a bad mood. It's like I listen to uh, Three Six Mafia pop in my collar almost every morning before I come here. Okay, Get because fired. it makes it makes me Can smile. You pull up Blue Sveed, <laughs> not Blue Suede, Blue Sveed. So scene's rolling up in his uh, Prius. In oh, I know. I'm exactly the opening scene of uh, <laughs> Office Space. Office Space. Yeah. That, that's essentially me every morning in my car. You know, uh, Drain You by Nirvana. That's not one of their all-time hits. You know, that's more of a. It's a deep cut. Yeah. Great song, obviously. Great song. Yeah. Are you going hooked on a feeling? Yes. Blue speed. <laughs> How can you not be in a good mood when you hear this? Here we go. At 96 Rock. I can't stop this feeling deep inside of me. Girl, you just don't realize what you do to me. When you hold me in your arms so tight, you let me know everything's all right. Ah! Come on. Million, millions of people right now have a smile on their face. Yeah, you called that one. That's great. Yes. Yeah, you want to play a fun game? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this song on Spotify has been played. 446 million times. Okay. Do you want to guess what their next most popular song, how many times that's been played? <laughs> 29,000. <laughs> it's a little more than that, but uh, 1.8 million. There's a song called Break the Spell. Okay. 446 million times, and then uh, two. Okay. Yeah, Paulie. So are we switching now to most upbeat song? No, the song that you, it always puts you in a good mood. Whenever it comes on, you go, like the Todd Rundgren, I don't want to work. I just want to bang on these drums yeah. all day. Like you're, you're in a good mood. Fritzy, you got a, I'm always in a good mood when I hear this song. It takes two, Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock, and okay. also Eye of the Tiger from Rocky. Okay, Day. all right. Get me going. You only get one. I'll go, it takes two. Okay. Hit it. Yeah, that's Hit good. it, hit it. Yeah, that's good. I want to rock right now. I'm Rob Bass and I came to get down. I'm not internationally known, but I'm known to rock a microphone because I get stupid. I mean, outrageous. Stay away from me if you're contagious. There you go. Yeah. Now I'm in a bad mood. (laughs) 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 Ooh, a little bit. A little COVID. Man, I'm still worried. You can't come back the rest of this week. I can't have you in here. Wow. I'm banned the rest of the week. Yes. Yes, I can't. Okay, I got to clean things up but before next. Do you hear here. your voice? Yeah, there's a little bit of something. No, there's something. a lot of bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Have you tested negative? Uh, I have not, but I'm hoping when I test this afternoon, I'll okay. see the bar or not see the second bar or whatever it is. Uh, Paul, you got your good mood song? Yeah, not a shocker. I'm going to go American Girl by Tom Petty. That's a good driving, open the window, uh, sing way too loud okay. song. All right, all right. Yeah, it's just uh, that's... Oh, boom. 
Great guitar player, though. Mike, Mike Campbell. Nice. Great guitar player. Is this Damn the Torpedoes? Is that from that album? Talking up to the vocals. 13 after the hour, check in on the Lakers. Here's Tom Petty at 96 Rock. Still got it. <laughs> like riding a bike. Still got it. <laughs> I drive my family crazy. My wife and I, we drove for three hours uh, over the weekend, and every song that came on, and she goes, really, is this going to be the whole trip? <laughs> so she put, she put in her earbuds so she wouldn't have to listen to this. I just turned up the music a little bit louder, raised my voice a little bit louder. I'm hitting the post, baby. I am hitting the post. Yeah, Paul. Dan the Torpedoes, Refugee, Here Comes My Girl, Even a Loser's great song. Wow. Shadow of a Doubt, Century City, Don't Do Me Like That, um, Louisiana good. Rain. Oh, my gosh. Some bangers on Jeez. that. Jeez, yeah. Learning to fly, but I ain't got wings. That's that's my favorite petty song. Learning to fly, ain't got wings. Uh, coming down is the hardest thing. Let's see. Do we want to get a couple of phone calls in here? Uh, let's see. Kevin in North Carolina. Hi, Kev. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. Uh, so I was wondering, how, I'm going to name some players, and tell me how good the Lakers would be if they had these players. Uh, Lonzo Ball, <laughs> uh, Brandon Ingram, I know. Kyle Kuzma. You see where I'm going with this? Yep. Yep. I brought this up yesterday. <laughs> I was like, man, yeah, LeBron would probably take the Cavaliers roster right now because that Cavs team is, is good. They're fun. But LeBron didn't want those younger players. And look, you roll the dice with Anthony Davis. You won a title, but long term, who is he? And, and it always feels like you're holding your breath every time you watch him play. And LeBron is about winning titles. I mean, you get to this point in your career, just like Tom Brady. He'd put up with Antonio Brown to win another title. Whatever it takes, I want to win another title. And that's where LeBron is. He wants to win one more. And then I wonder what he's going to do after that. Is he going to go to another team, be able to play with his son? Like, how long is... LeBron going to do this. But he wanted Russell Westbrook. Yeah, right? There there there's there's no way Rob Polinka goes, uh, "Hey, don't tell LeBron, but we're bringing in Russell Westbrook." It's the opposite. It's don't tell Rob, but we're bringing in Russell Westbrook. <laughs> now you got Kurt Rambis involved and Frank Vogel and somebody leaked this. And did a disservice to Frank Vogel. You want to fire him? Fire him. But to do this where tonight's game, it's going to be about Frank Vogel. And does that, you know, a change make any difference here? I don't think so. Not this year. All right, we'll take a break. We'll uh, talk to Sam Amick. He had the story that uh, Frank was coaching for his job Monday night. Did we like... Segment impossible? Yeah. yeah. I loved it. Okay. Tough questions, quick answers. Yeah. All right. Let's wow, go. Wow, what a byline. Segment impossible, tough questions, quick answers. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Let's go. This Let's sell great. it. Let's sell it. Get in line. Brought to you by Simply Safe Home Security. Let's yeah. go. Or something like that. Make sure you go to danpatrick.com. We have a big sale. Big sale. Clearing out our warehouse. I didn't know we had a warehouse. It just sounds good yeah. when you say that. Warehouse sale. 30 different t-shirts marked 50% off at danpatrick.com. Today only. We'll take a break. We're back after this on the Dan Patrick Show.
DraftKings, divisional round of the NFL playoffs. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL, still has huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week, new customers can get in the game, play for free. Millions of dollars, their first deposit. They, uh, well, you have only a couple of weeks left, but this is what you have to do. Daily fantasy is really simple. You pick your lineup of NFL stars, stay under the salary cap, score enough points to bring home some cash. Free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Divisional round. And it's safe, secure, reliable. Best of all, deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings app now. Promo code Patrick. Play for millions for free. That's right. Promo code Patrick. Get a free shot at millions. Total prices. First deposit. Get in the action for the divisional round only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit is required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Make sure you use the promo code Patrick so they know you listen to the program. Get a free shot at millions in total prizes at DraftKings.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Our buddy Albert Breer from the Monday Morning Quarterback reports, per sources, the Texans have put in a request to interview the Rams offensive coordinator, Kevin O'Connell, for their head coaching job. We know Kevin. Interviewing with the Broncos tomorrow and then the Vikings on Friday. They're working on the timing of the Houston interview because Kevin has another job, and that is preparing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll get to more phone calls coming up. The uh, Athletic had a big scoop on Monday. Sam Amick, the senior NBA writer, said uh, sources, uh, the Lakers head coach Frank Vogel's job in serious jeopardy despite the Jazz win. They have a game tonight, which uh, would lead me to believe is Frank Vogel's job still in jeopardy as they host the Pacers. Sam, good morning. Good morning, Dan. Thanks for having me, sir. So is his job uh, in jeopardy? It is, for sure. Uh, you know, I... To me, the human element, Dan, is, is like always coming into play here. The emotions got really, really high after the Denver loss, which shouldn't shock anybody, you know, trailing by 45 at one point, losing by 37. You know, yes, you don't have Anthony Davis, but the Nuggets don't have Jamal Murray. They don't have Michael Porter Jr. So that was as close as Frank had come to losing his job. And, you know, I saw your segment earlier and, and your two cents on why they wouldn't just fire him now. And, and, you, you know, you kind of got me to, to make sure I had the answer to that question ready for you. The truth is, I don't think they have the faith in the rest of the coaching staff. You know, David no. Fisdale is a former head coach and the kind of guy who certainly has the chops to do it. Um, but there is a sense that in the collective, in terms of the staff, they don't necessarily think that it would put them in a better spot. And to Frank's credit, I know it's just one game, but that Utah game was big because the mood was such that, if those players wanted to say goodbye to him, then, then all they had to do was roll over. And they obviously didn't do that. Yeah, but if they lose tonight at home to the Pacers or, you know, they right. go on this road trip and they, you know. No, I hear you for sure. I, I, I It is going to continue to be tenuous, but the Jazz game specifically, <laughs> <laughs> the Jazz game specifically is like you have LeBron choosing in Denver to not address the media, which is very un-LeBron-like. And then he later explained, that he didn't want to say things that he would regret, which kind of tells you how everybody was feeling from the front office to the players, to the owner, everybody's upset. 
Um, and then LeBron apologizes on Twitter, which is not the kind of thing he typically does. Obviously, you have Magic out there tweeting. So all those things thrown together made the Jazz win huge. But yeah, like it's going to continue to be challenging. Um, and, and we'll see where it goes. Okay. If they had lost to Utah <clears throat> on Monday night, was he going to get fired? Uh, I think it was a very, very strong possibility, depending on, it sounds funny, but the optics, it, it, yes, wins and losses matter. If you lose by two and you play well and the, still send the message. I mean, all throughout that game, it's funny, a lot of the Lakers media core and, and my colleague Bill Oram, who I obviously authored this story with and others, were tweeting about how the scary part for the Lakers in that game is that they were playing really well, but then they would fall behind and you would start in real time asking that question of, you know, how do you separate playing well versus winning? And so, I, you know, I don't know for sure what would have happened after the Utah game, but it was extremely touch and go. And if they had been blown out, uh, then I think Frank probably would have been out. Um, but again, you have all these layers to it, right? You've got the fact that when Frank was in trouble before, and I'm talking earlier in the season, like we reported, you know, Kurt Rambis, who's an advisor with the Lakers, had made it clear to that coaching staff that they were in a bad spot. Then Frank gets COVID. Then he's out for five games. You know, to me, one of the interesting what-if scenarios is, you know, David Fisdale ends up going one and four during that stretch. And so it's a small sample size, but as ownership in the front office looks at it and asks the question of, you know, if, if not this guy, then what are we doing? That, that didn't paint a picture that it would be rosier on the other side. And I think that kind of stuff is coming into play too. What what is Frank Vogel not doing that is going to cost him his job? He didn't build the team. Right. No, I'm with you. I mean, this is the tricky part. You know this. You've been doing it so long. The tricky part of being the messenger on these types of stories is we're certainly not endorsing the logic behind firing <laughs> Frank. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're relaying what's happening internally. But opinion-wise, I would 100% fall into your side. Frank is a high-level coach, a guy who, after winning a championship, I don't think deserved – to have to wait as long as he did for an extension. That was curious. And I think, you know, missing the mark on the Lakers part. Then when he got the extension, as we reported at the time, they only gave him an additional year. So he's running through 2022, 2023. That was another sign that the ground beneath him wasn't all that stable. Um, so we kind of knew this going in. And it then comes down to the old pro sports adage of how you can't fire the players. You know, I just covered this. In my backyard in Sacramento, Luke Walton gets fired. Certainly he had made mistakes. The Kings aren't any better for it. You know, they promoted Alvin Gentry. But it's when the pressure reaches a point at these different organizations that the, you feel like just something has to be done. It's either the coaching change or it's a big trade or a GM loses his job. In this case, you know, that's not what's going to happen right now. Um, and, and trade deadline coming up quick. So maybe they can find a way to, to improve around the edges and relieve pressure elsewhere. Sam Amick, the senior NBA writer for The Athletic. If I gave the Lakers a do-over with Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I don't think they would do it. And, and I think in all my years of covering the league, one of the more unique, if not, you know, kind of a, a case all its own situations regarding the communication between the star players, the front office, and, and the machinations behind how this trade came to be are not conventional, meaning that, you know, as, as you know, and a lot of people know by now, you know, Russell Westbrook had this strong desire to come play for the Lakers, to come home, had made that clear, had gone to LeBron James's house and met with LeBron and Anthony Davis and talked about this vision. You know, the front office ends up 
green lighting it. They end up doing it, but you know, in doing so, they had a Buddy Heald trade with Sacramento that was on the brink of being done that ended up getting derailed. So whether it's, you know, turning back time and doing the Buddy Heald trade to give you more shooting and just, you know, let LeBron and AD try to repeat what they did in 2020, I think they would do it over again because it's, I think Russ is an all-time great. He's an incredible player in the right environment. Oh, so you think that they would do this deal again with Russ? No, I'm sorry if I wasn't clear. I don't think they would do it. Oh, okay. I think they would. No, I don't think they would do it. Okay. I think what they're learning the hard way is, and I'm I'm parroting the scouts that I've talked to about this, is that Russ, the ceiling on how much Russ helps you is, is fairly low because you have LeBron James on your team. That, you know, he's not helping you off the ball. And if LeBron got hurt, Russ, you know, knock on wood, he doesn't. Russ could be a savior for the Lakers. He could be the kind of guy that, keeps them afloat, you know, and, and, and wins them games because then Russ could be Russ. That's what puzzled me so much about his desire to make this move in the first place. Dan, when he went from Houston to Washington, the whole desire then was, I'm tired of sacrificing with James Harden, <laughs> and I want to go be Russ again. And Scotty Brooks, his old buddy from Oklahoma City, was sitting there in the nation's capital saying, let's do it, let's go. And they did it, and guess what? For six months at the tail end of last season, the optics around Russ were great again because he was fantastic. Uh, in that environment, he was a very good player. In this one, he just doesn't help them that much. I can't help but wonder about the supporting cast that they have now and the supporting cast that they had when LeBron got there with Ingram right. and Lonzo Ball. I mean, I go back to Julius Randle. You can throw in Kuzma in there. Uh, you know, if you said to LeBron, hey, you can have a do-over here. We're we're full of do-overs here. Would he want right. to have those young kids there with him now? I know they rolled the dice. They got Anthony Davis. They won a championship. But right. long-term, who's going to help you win more championships? Anthony Davis or that supporting cast that you got rid of? I, I mean, on that one, I'm going to say LeBron does exactly what they did. Now, would he love to have held on to one or two more of those players? Yep. For sure. But a, a, a chip is a chip. You know what I mean? And for him... You know, to get that fourth one, to do it in a third market with a third team gave him, a, you know, another layer to his legacy that, that nobody can ever take away. And you do get the sense. LeBron is, is challenging for me to even cover because the guy works his tail off. You can't question the work ethic, the way, he, you know, prepares his body and competes. Um, and so he's still trying to play like LeBron, but you do have a feeling like he's going to give it his best go but because he got a championship with the Lakers, you know, that this is a, a successful chapter in his career. And sure, he would love to put another cherry on top. So I don't think he would trade that that deal. Uh, but for, you know, you see Lonzo balling out in Chicago, you know, Brandon's become a very good player in New Orleans and Kuzma doing his thing in D.C. I mean, those guys would help. And within all that, you're talking about losing Alex Caruso, um, prioritizing yeah. Taylor Horton Tucker, you know, who's not having a very good year. Signing Kendrick Nunn, and this is just unfortunate, but, you know, he hasn't even hit the floor yet because of injuries. So the role players, as much as we talk about Russ, I mean, the role players might even be a a more relevant discussion with the Lakers. Is there a market, trade market for Ben Simmons? Yes, 100%. Um, I'm somewhat surprised by, the. you know, I wrote last week about some of the concerns coming from interested teams regarding, you know, not only Ben's kind of the, the uncertainty around where his head is at, where his game would be at. But even through all that, there's a ton of interest. And, 
you know, it's just a matter of reading Daryl Morey's mind in Philly and trying to find out, does he actually want to get a deal done before the deadline or is he stalling to get to this summer? You know, one of the growing subplots, if you will, is, you know, his desire to reunite with James Harden again and do a sign and trade with Brooklyn, potentially, um, you know, where does Joel Embiid fit into all this? And so, you know, you, you got to be kind of a psychologist to figure this thing out right now. But, but you know, yeah, there's a market. Um, you know, Arsham Sharania at The Athletic had, had pegged uh, Sacramento, Portland, Atlanta, Indiana, Minnesota as the five leaders in that clubhouse. Could be somebody else. But, uh, yeah, there's, a, I think, a pretty robust market. Do you think it gets done? Right now, I'm, kind of, I'm saying yes. Because now I'm a little bit, you know, hesitation is that I'm guilty of listening to a lot of the teams that want him, you know, this admittedly, this is not the Sixers quietly telling me, yeah, we got to get something done. Like I haven't heard that. Um, and, and the Ben Simmons people don't have total clarity either. Though they're quick to tell you, all right, if they don't do a deal, like don't think Ben's coming back. You know, I, I don't think my prediction would be he's, he's not going to play for them this season if he doesn't get traded. So that's where you got to reconcile, with the big fella, you know, Joel Embiid made headlines the other day when he talked about the fact that he didn't think they had urgency to make change right now. Um, so basically supported the front office and their stance and, and kind of created the appearance of patience on their side. And, and that's where this stuff kind of gets fun because the next few weeks we're going to filter through all that and figure out what was fact and what was fiction. Congrats on the story there, Sam. Thanks for joining us. As always, we appreciate it. You got it, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Be Sam good. Amick, the uh, senior NBA writer for The Athletic. Hey, you just wonder if Daryl Morey's going to stick to his word, and that is he's not trading Ben Simmons. Unless he gets what he thinks he deserves for Ben Simmons, then, hey, you don't want to play? We don't want you to play. And you're going to let him sit the rest of the season. A couple of phone calls in here. Uh, John in New Mexico. Hi, John. What's on your mind today? Hey, hey John. Oh, it's Chris. Oh, well, it, it's, it's Chris. Chris. Chris in New Mexico. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, so I just wanted to throw my hat in for the Seton Road trip. Oh, okay. Um, I wanted to come on down to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Okay. Um, I am a head distiller and personal owner of Left Turn Distilling and Palmer Brewery and Cider House. And uh, seeing if maybe you guys want to come help me make some spirits or drink some beer and show you kind of a place where uh, Albuquerque has about 40 breweries just in Albuquerque alone. And they're all friends and we could go brewery hopping and do tours of the brewery. And then for dinner, um, we have a, a restaurant on top of the Sandia mountains called 10, three. And the only way to get up there is on a tram. Um, and the executive chef is a really good friend of mine and he will take care of us and get to have dinner on sunset up there on a, 10,300-foot cliff. All right. Well, Chris, hold on. I'll have uh, Marvin get your information here. Hi, how are you? I'm Chris. 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 <laughs> Chris. Hi, how are you? <laughs> That's so funny. Shy McBride. <laughs> telling his... Hi, how are you? I'm Chris. That's still... Chris. When he's telling me that story, I'm at dinner with the actor Shy McBride, and he said that he, he went to a dinner party, and Christopher Walken shows up, and he's got a trench coat on. And he opens the trench coat, and he's got kittens in the trench coat. I brought kittens. <laughs> kittens. <laughs> Today, I'm an alligator. I'm an alligator. 
Shy McBride. <laughs> Heidi in Wisconsin. Hi, Heidi. How are you? I'm good, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. I also have a route recommendation for Keaton <laughs> that would drop him right into Minneapolis. Okay. So, and it would also give him a couple of cultural events to have along the way. I noticed that's been missing from a couple recommendations. So if he comes <laughs> up through Madison, Wisconsin, we can take him on the tiny tavern tour where you have a starting point and a destination, and then you stop at taverns along the way for just one drink. You have a designated driver, and you wind your way towards your destination. So we could start on campus. The students will be back at uh, University of Wisconsin-Madison, hit a college bar from a little college energy, then head north up towards Castle Rock Lake. He and the French kid could stop, stretch their legs, and check out the ice fishing for the second cultural attraction. And once they're on the ice, they could walk over to the Pinay Cove bar, known sometimes as the Pine Cove, but those in the know call it the Pinay Cove, and hit the Sunday afternoon meat raffle. They uh, bill it as the music and meat with DJ Dr. Bob. So he could have quite the experience as he heads up to that swanky Minneapolis. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Heidi. Yeah, I I still, I am really anxious to hear the route that we're going to have with Seton. And uh, he, uh, he's, he's got one person he has to talk to. Then we're going to finalize the route. We're going to let you know where Seton and the French kid are going to go. I've, got, I've gone over a lot of scenarios, and not many of them have included the uh, well, Milwaukee, Madison, <laughs> Eau Claire, uh, Minneapolis. Minneapolis version, but it's beautiful country out I there. I just right? need, okay, so anybody who offers a suggestion for Seton and wants to tell Seton where to go, just understand he has to start out in Connecticut and get to L.A. by the following Saturday. He has to get... So the route that he takes, we have to factor in the weather. Yes. And I do get I do feel bad because people are like, hey, are you coming to Maine? <laughs> that, not not that, likely. That doesn't work on the route to L.A. <laughs> Maybe not this time. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow, right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Mike check. Mike check. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. Let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live wherever Get your podcast from. This is a public service announcement. Bengal fans, morning shows, columnist, you can't call Joe Burrow Joe Cool. It's already taken. Joe Montana. We got to come up with something different for Joe Burrow. I'm open to suggestions for Joe Burrow, but Joe Cool, 
That's Joe Montana. And now we let Ladanian Tomlinson have LT, but I kind of fought him on that. It's his, his initials, and I get that. Joe Burrow got to come up with something better than Joe Cool. Yes, Paul. And some people tried to call, um, who was it from the uh, Joe Flacco, Joe Cool for a while. Yeah, that, that you that, can't do that. Joe Flacco wasn't cool. He was <laughs> Joe Stoic or Joe Even Keel. <laughs> Joe Calm. Yeah. Joe Melancholy. Yeah. Joe Boring. Yeah, Joe Boring. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Joe Plain would be fine. Yes. Joe Vanilla. Yeah. There's one Joe Cool. Let's, let's stop with this. Yeah, but, but we, we have to do better with Joe Burrow. It can't be Joe Cool. And, and I don't have a suggestion right now, but if you give me some time, you know, we'll, we'll come up with something. Uh, let's see. Final results of the poll question. We got sports history. Got games coming up tonight. I got to decide. Cavs, Bulls, Grizzlies, Bucks. Pacers, Lakers is a standalone. I love my Cavs. I'm going to go Grizzlies, Bucks. I'm going to see John Morant. Take it to the Greek freak. Go get him. All right. Let's see. What else do we have in here? Yeah, Paul. Joe Chili. Like, because it's a chili town, Cincinnati. Joe Chili. Chili. It works better. Okay. Workshopping it. No. Yeah, all right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna totally disregard it. Yes, you maybe he plays in Joe Ohio. Joe Ohio. Ooh, Joe Ohio. Okay. Um two teams though, so Yeah. Yeah. Uh yes, Todd. The big bang theory. The big bang theory. Oh bang. You know, saying it a second time doesn't matter. But 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 I don't, I, that can't be his nickname. The big bang? The Big Bang. The Big Bang. Okay. All right. We're workshopping this. That's all we can do. Yeah. Um, okay. Joe Ohio. <laughs> nah, that one doesn't work. It sounds interesting. It feels like it should be a t-shirt. Yeah. Just saying. All right. I might, all right. I might swing that by the uh, designers. Okay. Joe Ohio. Joe Ohio. Right. Oh, we have uh, t-shirts on sale right now. Just today, go to danpatrick.com. Uh, Jeremiah in Las Vegas. Hey, Jeremiah. Hey, what's up, Ben? Hey, buddy. Uh, six three, a soft 182. Um, I had some ideas for Seton as uh, we will, he will be in like Las Vegas, I'm assuming two days before the Super Bowl. Uh, AFI is playing, uh, kind of the creator is playing. I can definitely give him hmm. directions to those venues. <laughs> and I work at the mall, so I can give him like 10% off Annie Ann's. And these aren't like people I have to call. Like, I work at the mall. 10% off Annie Ann's, 65% off Doc Martens. Come on in. All right. Well, thank you, Jeremiah. Boy, that's a tough offer to pass. Get some new Docs and head over to the AFI show. Tyler, the creator. Let's go. That's great. Yeah. It, did he say Aunt Annie's? Was that was that the pretzel place that he Could said? Be. I love pretzels. Yeah. Yeah. It's Wally. This American road trip has a new theme. It's the land of the free stuff. Yeah. <laughs> free stuff. Yeah. It's for me, and I'll take three. Yeah. We're all about that. Let's go. Yeah. Yes, sir. And there's no payola though. We're not. No. We no. can't be bought. No. No. Rented. Rented. Any donations <laughs> made are. Yeah. Uh, Ben in Virginia. Hi, Ben. Thanks for holding. What's on your mind today? Hey, Ben. 
Hi, Ben. This day in sports history, Paulie. Uh, the National Football League bought the franchise of the New York Yankees from Ted Collins. The franchise was then awarded to a group in Dallas on January 24th. Okay. Um, the Canadian Football Council in 1958 changed its name to the Canadian Football League. I like the council. The CFC? That would be pretty cool. Um, in 1993, the Oakland A's unveiled a new elephant logo because they didn't really have a mascot. <laughs> Remember that? The hats? We got yeah. those at spring training. That yeah. Year. I don't know. Um, let's see. Oh, this is a sad one. Winnipeg Jets fan. Sorry. 1996, the NHL announced that the Winnipeg Jets can move to Phoenix. I had a really, really bad day. And I think this was on a Saturday afternoon, 1974. UCLA Bruins 88-game winning streak with Bill Walton. They lost at South Bend to Notre Dame. Digger Phelps, the head coach, 71-70. Also, it was on this day, 2002, the Tuck Rule game. That's when the uh, Patriots kicked the game-tying field goal when a Tom Brady fumbles ruled an incomplete pass. Patriots go on to beat the Raiders 16-13, to and the mothership announced that they would have a 30-for-30 30 30 based off of that. It was also on this day in 2013, Lance Armstrong admits to doping in all seven of his Tour de France victories. What if he just said, you know, six of the seven I doped, but not that seventh. I didn't do that. But he didn't tell you which one he doped in. Um, you know, it's a sport where everybody was cheating. And, and he said that's his rationale, that he did it to keep up with everybody else. And, and maybe he did, but he did get caught. He was too good. It's like Bonds. You know, how about you win two Tour de France's? Came back from testicular cancer. He would still be able to do Livestrong. And they did do a lot of great things. Bonds just cheated too well, where you go, Barry, stop hitting home runs. Can't. Barry, stop taking steroids. Your head is getting can't. And all of a sudden you're going, uh-oh. Somebody's going to be looking at you a little differently. All righty. This, uh, let's see. Uh, Todd, what did you learn today? LeBron is a high-end steak, but the Lakers are spam. They're serviceable. You can dress them up, but they're still spam. Yeah. It's still a meal there. It's just not a great meal. Seton O'Connor. Fabulous new segment on the show. Segment impossible. Segment impossible. Paulie, what'd you learn? Lines are ringing out the hook. Segment impossible. Segment Get line. impossible. Todd, what did I learn? Peter Schrager thinks the Steelers should be looking at a veteran QB next season. Not so much through the draft. They say good things come to those who wait. The 2021 Mercedes-Benz SUV family proves otherwise. Takes no time at all to set up a test drive at your local Mercedes-Benz Steeler. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Thanks for the phone calls, emails, tweets, the love. We'll do it again tomorrow. Dan Patrick Show.